0: Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm your host of the show, PJ Burner, along with, as always, my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up, guys? And we have a returning guest in studio, Hayden Thomas. I'm glad to be back with you guys. So this is Thanksgiving week. We've got the the, the big uh, turkey day coming up on Thursday. Uh, it's an important day. You guys may already be preparing, thinking about uh, what you're going to do, What how you're going to cook your turkey, but uh, Kellen and, and Hayden, what are some of y'all's Thanksgiving traditions uh,
1: that you guys did growing up that maybe you're still hoping to continue now? Well, as you guys all know, being fellow uh, Dallas Texans, w- one thing we all do on Thanksgiving is we watch the annual Thanksgiving Dallas Cowboys football game.
2: Yes. yes,
1: that, that, is, that is, right. is a non-negotiable.
2: That is right.
0: Yeah. that. In fact, that's almost created family conflict with me when my wife and I have gone like to family houses for for Thanksgiving dinner, and I'm like, the Cowboys game is going to be on, right? Like, that has to be. I don't care what you serve me. Don't serve me, take, fine, whatever. Serve me whatever you want to serve me, right? <laughs> Give me hummus for all I care on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but the Cowboys game has to be on. That is right. That is a non-negotiable. That is, and so now that we can watch the games on our phone, I'm good. Take me wherever you need me to take, to take me. I've got the Cowboy game. <laughs> we're, we're good. We can go to Aunt Susie's house, and she can serve her hummus, and we can listen to classical um, jazz and we'll be fine. We're we're good. I've got the Cowboys.
2: Kellen, how about you? So, going going back home to Texas the last few years, that's what we've done and uh, yeah, Cowboy game, that's a staple and my whole family is from from Texas, so there's really no arguments there. Everybody just knows and the TV is on, so It's a blessing. It, it is a blessing, I must say. Uh, but I'll tell you just one thing that we focus on is and it's obvious, but we we eat and we eat like a like it's a sporting event. Like I <laughs> I make three trips cuz we'll go we'll eat at like my mother's side of the family and then we'll go to my father's side, his family, will eat there too and then guess what, we'll come back home at night and then my mom and dad are like, "Hey, we got to cook dinner." I'm like, "You really don't, but I I'm not going to stop you from doing it." So, <laughs> it it's it's uh it's an eventful day and it's like a marathon of eating, which is great. Uh and I wouldn't I wouldn't change it one bit, but it it's uh it's a workout for sure.
0: Yeah. So, how do you cook your turkey?
2: I I mean, I I think there's no other way than frying it. Once you've had a fried turkey, you can't go back to anything else. Yeah, I've never fried the turkey. I've eaten fried turkey. It is good. Mm -hmm. It is good. Hayden, how about you? Well, one one thing I'll say is just be careful with frying turkeys because I I said that, but it's not for everybody. If you YouTube it, it can explode. It it can explode. It it can go very wrong and it can kill people. So, yeah, just make sure you do do your research. If
0: you guys listen to our last episode, it's like Christmas <laughs> yeah. trees, right? Like you like, yeah. like, tree can burn down your house. A turkey Christmas tree burn down your house. Don't put Christmas lights on your tree and don't fry turkeys.
1: Holidays are dangerous.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. That's a good, again, good public service announcement. Hayden, how about you? How do you cook your turkey?
1: You know, we we do the traditional baking our turkey.
0: Um, do you do it inside the bag? Have you seen those bags that you can stick the turkey inside the bag and bake it inside
1: that? I have never seen that. Of course, it works. I, I'm from I'm from I'm from Dallas, but I'm from way outside of Dallas. And people name that city. Yeah, from Ladonia, Texas. Whoa! Shout out to the 903.
0: <laughs> everybody, everybody knows the 903, right? Yeah, yeah. Ladonia.
1: <laughs> people are listening right now, going, "Oh yeah, I know." That's in Europe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Nope. in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no bag on our turkey, just old-fashioned pluck it out back and stick it in the oven. Pluck it. Yeah, pluck it.
0: Whoa.
1: (laughs) Out back. Pluck it it out back.
0: We're in (laughs) California, so you got to remember, right now we just lost half our audience that are like, you can't kill animals. That's that's not allowed, right? (laughs) Hopefully not. Hopefully you men who are listening out here are in favor with exercising dominion over animals. So you kill your turkey. Well, I, I, with the, what gauge do you kill your turkey? With a, a 12 gauge. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
2: getting specific here.
0: <laughs> and then you pluck it and you cook it. That's man. That is quality manhood, quality right quality It is. Manhood, at yeah. its best. That ups yeah. the game. You can cook it however you want if you killed it. After that,
2: for sure. I like the
0: grill personally. I, I like to, to take the turkey and put it on the grill, um, smoke it on the grill, or you know what whatnot. And and I, that's my preferred method of uh, of cooking a turkey. So, but anyways, w- with with Thanksgiving. Uh, no matter what, all hands are on deck as part of the family, right? To serve. If if you are hosting Thanksgiving, then it's a it's a big affair, and everybody needs to be involved in that. Everybody needs to chip in. Everybody needs to help with serving. I mean, we get our kids involved. They're setting the table. They're, you know, putting napkins out, making sure the water go- goblets are out there, water cups. Why do we call them goblets around Thanksgiving? I don't know. Other <laughs> the rest of the year, it's just a, a cup. But it's like, well, we need to put the goblets out. You know, the kids are getting involved. We're doing that. And, and so as we're thinking about Thanksgiving this week, we're going to be talking today about men and serving, and specifically men and serving the church, men and serving the, the Bride of Christ. And so as we think about this concept, talk about this concept, Kellen, talk to us about who is called to serve in the church, uh, who should be involved in
2: serving the Bride of Christ. It's an it's a easy answer, and that's everybody. Um, there's so many opportunities to serve in the church that there's really not a reason that that we shouldn't be serving. Uh, And if you're having trouble finding a way to serve, then then go talk to somebody at the church. There's plenty of needs that are there. And so I think the first step is understanding that there's always opportunities to serve. And if you're not serving, that has to to change and that has to be done right away. And then from there, you'll see the options to serve within church.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Service is not something that's reserved for uh, ministry leaders is not something that's reserved for the the pastoral staff. It's something that we're all called to. All hands on deck for Thanksgiving dinner. All hands on deck for serving the church at weekly. Uh, Pastor Hayden, talk about that that concept a little bit as well. That that this idea that everybody should be serving in the church. All the men who are listening, if they're a part of a church, need to be serving that church. Why is that?
1: Yeah, you want to look at a great example uh, from scripture. You just look at Mark 10:45 and it says for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And and of course in our in our Christian faith our, our main objective is to be like Christ. And if Christ is serving, uh, he's not just sitting around waiting to be served. If he's serving, then it is it's important, it's imperative that that we as believers are seeking opportunities and places in the local church and in the community to serve to make Christ's name known. And I think that's something we have to be doing.
0: Absolutely. And, and some of us are, are sitting out there thinking, okay, I've heard of this concept. I've heard of serving. I've, you know, there's Everybody's got a, a spiritual gift. Um, and so I don't know what my spiritual gift is. And so how do I get started in serving the church? And how, how should I do that? What should that look like for me?
1: Yeah, there's a a few ways, uh, depending on what kind of church you go to. uh, Our church in specific has a, a, a connect booth you go to, and you can get connected there. You can learn about opportunities to serve, opportunities to be a part of what's going on in the church, and that's what you always need to do. You always need to seek out the opportunities to serve. You don't need to sit on the sideline and wait for somebody to approach you. You need to take that first step and get into the game and not sit on the sideline waiting. Yeah, absolutely, and
0: and, uh, and if I, maybe I'm sitting out there and I say, well, I know what my spiritual gift is. I have the spiritual gift of stacking parking cones and there's no openings in the church for me to stack parking cones. So there you go. I don't have to serve because there's not an area for me to serve in where I have my spiritual gift. Cause I took the inventory and and I it said that I need to stack parking cones. I can't, so I don't have to serve. How would you respond to that, Kelly?
2: Yeah, I think you need to to broaden uh, your idea of spiritual gifts. Uh, stacking parking cones is is something that uh, is very narrow, but it's pretty it's, specific. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm
0: really good <laughs> at it. Sounds and, like somebody
2: came to you with that. No, I'm just kidding. But and maybe they did. But even with that, like parking lot ministry in in. There's just a multitude of things that are where we can serve, and I think the other thing is looking at uh, easy thing What do you do for your career, right? Or what do you do as a hobby? Um, a lot of people are good with their hands and, and fixing things. There, there's plenty of things that need to be fixed in the church, at any church, uh, especially our church. We have a fix-it ministry, and so uh, if you're good with your hands in there, and then a, a lot of times you often have ideas about what the church could be doing better or, or what areas could be improved as well, maybe God's put that on your heart for you to go do that. And so if you got an idea, then then go pursue it. Go talk to somebody on like, hey, I got some thoughts on what we can do to improve here. I mean, I might not take every idea, but that could be the start of you just being more on top of serving and having that mindset of like, how can I give back and how can I serve the body of Christ?
0: Yeah. And it's
2: our default men is
0: is to be consumers rather than uh, contributors, and God has called us to be a part of the church and to serve the church, to contribute to the overall health of the church. 1 Corinthians 12 uh, talks about the the church as a body, and uh, he's talking there about uh, each of us are members of the body of Christ. And when we sit here and we think to ourselves, you know what, I don't need to serve because they've got it covered. I don't need to serve because I don't have a, anything worth contributing. I don't I don't need to serve because... Uh, you know, the, the area that I want to serve doesn't have any openings. Uh, we're, we're really denying God's design for the community of Christ, for the body of Christ there. Uh, he writes this, and Paul does in First Corinthians 12, 16 and following, he says, if the ear should say, he's comparing us in the church as, as parts of a, a body, he says, if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of, of smell be? But as it is, and I love the way that that Paul puts this, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. So think about that. You are in the church where you are currently because God has placed you there and he has gifted you and he has called you to serve for the good of that local body. God puts you in that position, and so to say, I don't need to be serving, or there's no opportunity for me to be serving, again, is to deny God's design for your involvement in that local body of Christ. Uh, when we think, though, of, of seasons of life, because there may be guys that are out there that are just, they're in a unique position, they're in a unique stage, it, is there any time in our life where we might be able to say, you know what, right now is not a good time for me to be serving in the church?
2: I don't think so. Um, I think that as as far as the, the amount of time that you're able to serve may may vary just based on what's going on. But again, there's there's team we have prayer ministries here, right? You can be praying for our pastors, praying for ministries that are going on in the church and and that doesn't require you to go to a specific place. You can be doing that. In your home, um, and so I think, yeah, the, the amount of time that you're serving—maybe you're not serving in two or three ministries, uh, maybe you're just doing one because things are a little bit hectic. But we should always be looking to how can we serve more. But as far as getting down to zero, I don't think that time exists.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I often I've had multiple counseling uh, meetings with, with even couples who they say you know uh, in our marriage we're, we're not doing that well right now we're not we're not uh, we're not our, we're not communicating well our our, our relationship's not going well uh, and I, I often ask them this question are you serving. In our, in our church, are you are you together serving somewhere in our local church? And I've never had a couple say yes. We are actively serving the body, and I, and I tell them like this is a this is a very important aspect of your marital relationship to be serving together in a local church. So uh, yeah, there are times that we we ought to uh, uh, maybe t- tone down the amount we're serving if we're all in serving 18 hours a week somewhere. But but it's necessary even even when life isn't going well, even if your marriage isn't isn't at its peak, uh, you might want to check where you're at in your life and see if you are serving. Because if you're not serving, uh, you might want to find yourself in in a higher level serving, not in a lower level serving, or not serving less, but serving more uh, to help impact your relationship and your marriage.
0: Yeah, because the the reality is all of us could sit here and throw a reason out on the table as to why right now is not a good time for us to serve, right? Um, We could all sit here and say, you know, I've got this going on at work, and it's just consuming my life right now, and so it's not a good time for me to serve. I've got problems with my marriage, so it's not a good time for me to serve. I've got uh, problems with one of my kids. It's not a good time for me to serve. You know, we've got financial straits. It's, it's just not a good time for me to serve. This, this world that we live in is going to—we're always going to we're always gonna have difficulty. We're always going to have something, some sort of trial that we're walking, something that's going on. Uh, and we need to be able to push through that and say, okay, yet I know that I'm called to serve. And like you said, Pastor Hayden, there's there's great benefit and there's great blessing to us when we serve the body of Christ. When we are in obedience to God, God's gonna uh, that's gonna have a, a, an impact on other areas of our life outside of that that specific arena where we are are serving. Mm. Um, and that's a, a a good thing for us. What about the guy who just says, you know what, I, I want to serve. I, I'm slammed though. I work 60 hours a week. I have a family at home. Um, you know, I, I just I, I I would love to serve. I just
2: don't have the time to serve. Uh, I think to start that is one thing you just mentioned is Satan is busy, um, and so yeah, Satan is going to continue to put these things at the forefront of our mind of like, yeah, you don't have time. Uh, there's a lot of work going on. There's a lot of things that that they they need you outside of church. Other people can take care of that, and so. Uh, that time and, and I'm busy constantly comes up, especially with men. If we're being honest, um, is you know a lot of men are quote unquote workaholics, and they take pride in that, um, as if it was a, a great thing to be. But they take pride in that because they're you know, and it might come at the sacrifice of the church being able to serve there. Um, and really, I think one thing that's important for us to do because. What we feel like is important is what we make time for. Um, and if church and serving is not important for us, then no, we're not going to make time for it, and we'll create the excuse that we're just so busy that we can't. But really what, what what men should be doing constantly is just taking an inventory of where you're spending your time at, almost hour by hour if you have to, and saying, like, what, t- what am I doing first thing in the morning? Uh, how am I spending my time throughout the day? Uh, in in the free t- <clears throat> free time that I do have like well, what am i doing with it and i know for me personally when i when i took inventory of my life before i was serving in in the church like i should be doing i was spending a lot of time just Watching TV, watching sports, uh, just chasing sports stats and all that stuff, and really, I looked at it and it, it, it was like hours. Um, and you cut that, you cut that out, and you free up time. And, and we all have time, but it's about making time for those things that we feel are important.
0: Right, prioritizing. And, and you mentioned something um, in that about prioritizing it, what's 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 valuable. What do we? What do we consider worth it? Uh, Why is serving worth it? I mean, think even eternally. Pastor Hayden, why is serving uh, eternally significant for us?
1: Uh, yeah, I want to I want to point you to a passage in Titus two uh, and it's twelve and thirteen. It says in, in uh, tr- it just says training us of the salvation that we have. Uh, Christ is training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self controlled upright and godly lives in the present age. And thirteen says this waiting for our blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. One thing that serving does is it keeps our perspective in the right place uh, and it keeps us looking forward to the coming. Uh, of Jesus Christ. When you're not serving the local church and you find your head down in in, in the weeds and you find yourself doing uh, your own thing throughout the week, it keeps your perspective down into the things of the world, into the worldly passions and the ungodliness that we see around us. But when you're serving in a local church, you're pouring into other believers, they're pouring into you, it keeps your perspective, it keeps your eyes waiting for the blessed hope and the appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Right, and as, as Jesus said in, in parables multiple times, we want to be found busy about the king's work when the king comes that's back, right? right? Yep. That he is coming back, and we want to be found doing what he has called us to do uh, when he returns. And so that's uh, that's huge. Uh, you know, another thing is, is, men, we like positions of power, positions of prestige, positions of authority. Um, and so when we think about serving, so many of our service opportunities in the church don't necessarily fall into those categories. Uh, parking ministry, you know, even kidsmen, we think about serving and volunteering in, in kids ministry, um, whether that's toddlers, you know, elementary school students. That, that's something that we think about as men, and we're like, well, that's not really for us. You know, that's for the ladies in the church to do or whatever. How can we think more biblically about the value in serving regardless of what that position might be?
1: Yeah, one of the, another scripture I'll point you to is in Luke uh, 9, 48, and it says, for he who is least among you all is the one who is great. Jesus flips over uh, the worldview of what it means to be great and what it means to be least, and and one of the, the, the aspects of the, of the gospel ministry of Christ is that he served. He calls us to serve. He calls us to put ourselves underneath other people in order to make his name great, and if you're if your lifelong objective is to get in every position that puts you above everyone else, I would question. I would question your your faith. I'd question uh, the sanctification you have in your life. It, that, that if that's your goal, then when Christ comes back and He does appear, He's going to look at you and He's going to say, "Listen, I've told you over and over again that the least among you will be the greatest." It's not our job to. to hold ourselves up, but to put ourselves below. And that's serving in kidsmen, that's serving in the parking crew, that's doing the small things uh, that that make being a part of a faith community great.
0: Right, and that, you know, Paul even says, that's his whole point there, when he's saying, look, if the whole body were an ear, if the whole body were an eye, it would be deficient. Mm-hmm. It would be, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be able to operate. And he's, th- there's value in every role of service. And, and not only that, there's There's eternal rewards that we're storing Mm -hmm. up for ourselves in serving in this way. So, you know, that's not based on whether you're doing parking or whether you're doing preaching. That's, you know, if if you are being faithful to God in in serving Him, in serving the body of Christ, there is an internal investment that you are making in the things where, uh, as Jesus says, moth and rust can't destroy, thieves cannot break in and steal. Um, that's what we want to be doing. That's where we want to be thinking about and investing as well. Uh, Men, the reality is, and and I say this as a pastor, um, your church needs you. Uh, We need strong, godly men serving the bride of Christ. And quite honestly, in, in so many churches, there's a deficiency of that. There's a lack of that. We have men that are too passive, men that are sitting in the seats consuming but they are not leading by serving. And so men, I wanna challenge you, if you are not serving, then this is an opportunity today to start making a change in your life that is going to be a change that God is going to be pleased with and that will benefit uh, your church, will benefit your relationships, will benefit your relationship with Christ, and will also be a great investment in your future eternity. And so, men, look for the examples. Go to your pastor, sit down with them, say, Hey, how can I serve? What can I do? Make yourself available. Like we say here at Compass all the time, we have this phrase out of pat. Be willing to do anything, any place, anytime anything, any place, anytime, and get involved serving for the Lord. We'll be praying for you this week as you strive to do that.